This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McClary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors, hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmcclary.com. What Christ Said, Revisiting the Countercultural Sayings of Christ Jesus, is a new book by Isaac Portilla. Relevant to nonconformist Christians, this book explores the transformative and often overlooked implications of Christ's teachings. It's now available from Amazon, and physical copies in the USA can be bought from whipfinstock.com. What Christ Said, Revisiting the Countercultural Sayings of Christ Jesus. Available now. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can help keep it on the web. All you've got to do is buy me a coffee. Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash mattmcclary to make a donation. There is a link in this episode's show notes. So go on, buy me a coffee today and help this podcast to keep supporting Christian books and authors. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. I'm your host, Matt McClary. Thank you so much for joining us again as we interview um, another fantastic Christian author about their books, their faith, and their life. This episode, I am pleased to say I am joined by the author Olushola Sophia Anyanwu. So welcome to the podcast, Sophia. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. It's really great to be able to chat with you about about your life and your books. And um, particularly today, I'm wanting to focus on some of the poetry that you've written. Um, you've got three poetry books out at the moment. Yes. Um, poetry from the Heart, Sophia's COVID Poetry, and your the third book, Chameleon and Other poems where did these where did these collections come from oh great um i started my poetry writing in 1979 all the way back then you know um my dad exactly was um a writer himself as well and it happened when i failed an exam a long time ago and i just started writing poetry i didn't mean it to become published as it is now so right from 1979 i've been writing poems talking to god and all that and all that so that's where it's come from and the last two um poetry from the hearts and sophia's covid poetry that happened during the pandemic in 2020 so i really had time to observe god's handwork on the earth nature family and I was inspired to write because Jesus is my inspirer, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you said Jesus inspires you to write um, your poetry. Yeah. But what what other things inspire you? Is what what sort of triggers the initial thought for a poem? Is it is it something you see with your eyes and think, "Wow, that's beautiful. Let me capture it," or is it like? an idea that you kind of have rolling around in your head and you're like, oh, okay, I can see a poem coming. Or is it like an emotion? So where, where, what's the starting point for you? What's the springboard? I think that is true that Jesus is my inspirer and he uses, um, I could be inspired by myths. I could be inspired by Bible characters, family, plants, nature, buildings, home, my joy, my children. Anything at all, like you said, ideas, 
everything is involved. Everything is involved. God speaks to us in different ways, through people, through life, through experiences, through incidents. It could be anything, and the ideas come, and I just start writing. Yeah. I know that we, we're looking specifically at your poetry today, but I'm, I'm aware that you are a very prolific writer and you have written lots of other books as well. Um, so what? tell us a little bit about those. Give us a bit of a flavour of what other books are out there by you, Sophia. Yes, I have other books out there, short stories, novellas, um, biblical uh, fiction, fantasy, and they are all based on characters that are meant to influence people in life. A, a, a novel like Their Journey on Earth to Heaven is a Christian fiction, romance, fantasy as well, and that is to touch people on marriages, how to manage relationships, both your extended family and your um, inner circle family, you know, it just deals about marriage, love, children, family. And then we have the one that I've just released called um, The Captive's Crown. Of course, that one touches about inclusion and diversity. Most of the characters are gay, some are prostitutes, some are, you know, people who are not included in society but because it's a christian um fantasy the lord jesus christ is in that novel and each one of them he happens to touch their lives and there's a roundabout turn for all of them they get together again find love find happiness find a new way of living life and i have others as well short stories that touch on different aspects of life and there are others as well that's the confession for example shows how Christians who are not really committed in their relationship with God, some of them commit adultery. So that book again also touches Christian living. And there's an example of a character who lives the way God should live, who lives the way God expects us to live as Christians. I can see it's quite, you try and capture a wide range of, of what it means to sort of the, the, the human condition, but, but from a, a Christian worldview through yes. the, the lens of, of the Bible. That's really yes. great. Um, now, writing poetry and writing a novel are quite different styles of writing. Poetry, you have to be really, you know, choose your words very carefully because you've only got very few words to use. Whereas a novel... <laughs> You need to put lots and lots and lots of words to to sort of expand and and tell the story. So how do you how do you do that? How do you do both? Okay, you know poetry. I find poetry as an art for our emotions and our experiences of life and our contact with the beauty of God's world. So that is like I said, it's easy to respond. But of stories, hmm. There's a lot of fodder around family experiences. So, when you're writing your novels, yeah. um, do you find the words come easily, and and they just sort of flow out of you, or or do you have to do some planning and sort of think, okay, I want this to happen, and then it needs to be more dramatic here, and then 
I need to do something else here. How, what, what, see what how you do you mean. go about that? Yes, I was trying to find the word that kind of describes a person who just writes as it flows. There's no planning until maybe towards the end or in the middle, but that's the kind of writer I am. I just write, I just write, it just comes, it flows, it's quick, it's direct, just like that. I just write. I don't plan, I don't say, I don't plan. But with their journey, because there's a bit of um, non-fiction there, I had to plan. I had to, you know. Apart from that, all the others, I just write, I just write, like that, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so let's let's focus in on some of your poetry. Um, you've kindly sent me your book, um, Poetry from the Heart. Yes. Um, I, can I read another one of your poems called Wilderness? Okay, great. Mm. So this is also from um, Olushola Sophia Anyanwu's book, Poetry from the Heart, and it's called Wilderness. We were here, here to gather our first fruits together. Together we wandered in disaster. Disaster made a scatter, plunging into our harvest and reaping our fruits of labour. We have wandered for years, yearning, desiring and toiling in tears. In pain, sorrow, our years groan on our tiredness and desperation plunders our hopelessness. When is God's time? We ask as years pass in time. We know he sees and hears our prayers, but how long can we bear the wilderness of a barren womb? <laughs> Thank you. So, so to me, that, that's quite a lamentful poem. Sort of, I can, I can hear the, the anguish and the pain yes. in those, those words, the sort of that whole sort of... Um, the plunging into our harvest and reaping our fruits of labor it's it's quite emotive yes it what's is. the story behind the poem where did it come from there's a very big story behind the poem even now i can feel the lump in my throat because i have family members i have very close friends who have not been blessed with a child yet you know some of them are my praying partners you know and you pray you hope just like Anna, you know, it's it's not easy. So that is where I'm coming from, a barren womb. Only God can shut a womb. Only God can open a womb. His time is not our time, you know. Even though we grow older and older, I have friends, family members growing older and older, but only God can give them the grace to wait for his time. Only God can give them that beauty for ashes. As time grows on, just recently, um, a cousin of mine, who's just clocked 40, followed me to a birthday party of somebody else who was 40 years old. And the celebrant was um, surrounded with her children, grown-up children, 15 years old, 13 years old, and a 7-year-old. And she asked me and said, Sophia, if that had been me, I would have had children like that. You know, such things touch me. And you, you write poems about this. These are part of my prayer points. Not only for those I know, but this can be the, the lament of people who are looking for the fruit of the womb. Yeah, it's quite, you know, very, a very touch, a painful point. Mm. As a, a woman, I know it's, it's painful. Poem, yes, yeah. yes. 
Yeah, yeah. And and it's good to express our lament, I think, um, to God. It's, you know, pretending that everything is okay when actually you're wrestling with some difficult stuff. I think it's it's an important thing to, to bring that to God and say, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on with my friend or with myself and saying, you know, here, here I am and here is this and, you know, I, I give it to you. So, so yeah, part of your expression is, is writing and through poetry and creativity, um, connecting with God in that way. Um, but but pe- all people can do things differently. You know, some might bring it to God in prayer or sort of in quietness yes. or whatever it may be for them. But it's important to lament. And I think that's that's one thing that COVID might have started to show us is there's a place there's a there's a place for pain and there's a place for sadness and we need to yeah be honest with god and very, with very, ourselves. i agree with you yes yeah and allow him to work in us in the midst of all of that yeah no that's a great poem thank you Sophia. thank you thank very you for much writing that what does god think about wellness I'm Jo Acharya, and that's the topic of my book, Refresh, a wellness devotional for the whole Christian life. Refresh is a unique, interactive journal exploring God's design for well-being in every area of our lives. With Bible-based reflections, thoughtful questions, and beautiful images, it's a gentle and flexible way to meet with God at your own pace. Find out more and get your signed copy at valleyofsprings.com. What Christ Said Revisiting the Countercultural Sayings of Christ Jesus is a new book by Isaac Portilla. Relevant to nonconformist Christians, this book explores the transformative and often overlooked implications of Christ's teachings. It's now available from Amazon, and physical copies in the USA can be bought from whipfenstock.com. What Christ Said Revisiting the Countercultural Sayings of Christ Jesus. Available now. Now, part of our podcast is getting a behind-the-scenes look um, into the life of the author um, we're having a chat with. Um, so, we, we've had a chat about books and poems and all sorts of wonderful authory things. But what about Sophia as a person? What What do you get up to in your spare time? Have, have you got family? Have you got favorite things to do, hobbies, that kind of thing? Oh, yes, of course. I like reading and writing. I like playing board games. And favorite things, oh, I love singing in the church. I'm not in the choir, but by God, I love dancing and singing when I'm in the church, you know. I sing with (laughs) all my being. And I enjoy babysitting my grandchildren. I've just asked them all to come over for holidays in August, you know. Those are the things I enjoy doing. So when I'm not writing, I'm babysitting my grandchildren, taking them to the parks, teaching them how to ride bicycle, helping them with their lessons. That's what I do. Teach them how to play a game called Ludo and, you know, just like that. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's a game you play with them. How about yourself? What's your favorite board game? Chess. Chess? I chess. Yes. I taught oh, all my children that, how to that... play chess. In school, I taught <laughs> all the children how to play chess. 
I love playing chess. Wow, that's that's a bit more of a serious kind of board game. <laughs> I like I like um, Castles of Burgundy or Carcassonne or okay. one of those strategy. It's a kind of strategy game, but it's it's more more lighthearted than chess. Oh, okay. <laughs> chess is for me. It's a bit kind of you know, it's a bit hard line. You know, wow. Yeah, <laughs> but some people love that about the game, which yes. is fantastic. Oh, great. Okay. Have you got... So you got grandchildren, you were yes, saying. Yes, I've got seven children. grandchildren. And you mentioned... Wow, seven. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Thank you. You mentioned you mentioned earlier that you're not originally from the UK. That's correct. Um, so you are originally from which country? Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah. And what, what brought you to the UK? What What's the story behind leaving Nigeria and coming to the UK? Yes, yes, yes. Hardship. Hardship. Real, real hardship. At the time when I was coming to this country, the government was not paying salaries anymore. So you can imagine, I have five children with a husband who are both teachers in the same school, so getting salary at the same time, but the government did not pay us salary. So you can imagine, I learned... I don't know if there's time to talk about it, but it was hardship that brought us here because, you know, I had to make use of my, um, my where I was born, you know. So that was why I came here because there was no money. You have to feed the children. You have to, you have to live life, you know. So it was hardship, mm. you know, because it was mm. getting too much. So I came here first and then the children started coming two, one by one, and finally my husband came here, you know. So the government was not paying salaries, you know. Mm. I know what it means. So, so you're employed? Yes. You're employed, employed by the government, isn't it? In a, yeah, the yeah. federal government school. Yeah. But they won't pay the month. They might, you might not get any salary for two, three months, and then they'll pay you a month salary. You know, it was just a messed-up system. Many of us had to learn how to do things. You know, that's God's way. Many of us had to learn how to do photography, open a shop, start sewing. I sold my puppies and my kittens. I learned how to farm. I learned to do things I would never have dreamed of in my life. And I started writing as well too. So that's God's way of doing things. Okay. And, and so when you came to the UK, did you carry on? teaching yes i continued as an educationist yes career path yes because okay yeah i continued here as an educationist i did some other jobs i did caring jobs for a while i did cleaning jobs for a while but eventually i got into the system i did um, learning supports yeah, and things like that right now i'm a tutor in um in a school in um, abbeywood for children who can't quite stay in the mainstream schools so a kind of special school mm. yeah that's where i am right now it's really interesting, really good. Um, s- similar to, to my story coming from Zimbabwe and yes, yes, I remember and coming back and Being intrigued getting by your the education system yes. here. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, no, that's really, that's really intriguing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. How did you come to faith in Jesus, Sophia? Oh, okay, that's very, it was easy for me. I found God. I was born into a Christian family, Christian background. Christian primary school, Christian secondary school. So already I knew that I knew about God. I knew what he loved. I knew I must not commit fornication. I knew I must meet my husband pure. 
I knew I must read the Bible. I knew I must pray. So it was so easy. So even when I got into secondary school, I joined what they call the Scripture Union. And there, they, you pray, you go there. You, I learned a lot of things. In fact, that's where I gave my life to Christ very early. Gave, I gave my life to Christ on the altar call there. And not turning back. It was just very smooth, very easy for me. That consciousness of God, you know. Being conscious of sin. You know, children learn things very quickly. Children, their mind grabs things easily. This is why it is very important that we get our children to know the word of God. We planted in him early before the devil tries to snatch them away into the world of, of, of the flesh. So for me, it was quite easy, you know. My parents were role mm. models. And, well, there was a kind of fear that, you know, if you do sin, my mother was very careful about that. She, said, she kind of gave me the impression that she had eyes behind her back and that if I seen, she would <laughs> see me. I don't know if that was very... <laughs> anyway, that helped me a lot. That is how I came into faith. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, so as we're coming down to, to sort of to land, um, as the, 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 the interview is, is coming to its end, I just wanted to ask, um, what's next for you? Um, have you got any writing projects happening? Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about them? Don't give too much away if, if, if you do, but what's what's next? Okay, what's next is to continue um, writing my stories and writing my poems and all that. I already have what I'm currently working on right now. I've tried to imagine what the world would be like if the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Holy Spirit are working in us. Because the Lord Jesus told us that greater things we shall do if we can believe. We can be able to throw, we can call, ask the mountain to come here and to come here. That faith. So the Prophetess is a book which I'm trying to, it's a fantasy Christian um, story writing. We are the believers in the church. They're actually moving. They, they are speaking in tongues. They can hear God. They see dreams. They see things. And when they heal the sick, they, they, they are healed. That kind of... Is that utopian, you know, you know, fiction kind of fantasy where everything is just wonderful. Mm. Of course, I'm going to introduce the devil trying to snatch, put his ugly fingers here and there and all that. But that's what I'm currently working on. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, thank you. And so where can people find out more about you, Sophia? Have you got a website? Are you on social media? You know, and can you share your your addresses for us? I'm on Goodreads. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. And I'm on Instagram. And I have a website. My website is dot. Olushola Sophia Anyawu Author.com. And on my website, everything is made clear all about me and each of my books. Everything is all made clear. That's lovely. So, for any of our listeners who want to find out more um, about Sophia and her writing, we're going to be putting her web a link to her website in the show notes of this podcast. So, do have a look at the the description on the show notes and give it a click, and then it'll take you where you want to go. So, thank you, Sophia. Thank you so much. Oh, thank for you, joining Max. us. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. It, Thanks for the privilege. It's been great. It's been great chatting with you. Could you read us one more poem as we close? Okay, that's um, lovely. I was thinking of 
at the tomb. And I'll say my goodbyes, and then I'll let you finish off with your poem. Okay. All right. So thank you so much to you, the listener. Thank you for listening to this episode of uh, the Christian Book Blurb podcast. Please do come back again. We have a podcast that drops every two weeks. So do come and check out the next one. Um, there'll be another fantastic Christian author that we'll be interviewing for you to um, listen to there. Um, a big thanks to Sophia and her poetry for today. Thank you to you for listening and do join us again for another edition of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. But to end off today's episode, here is Olushola Sophia Ananwu with her poem At the Tomb. At the tomb, the earthquake woke me up. My heart said, Go to the tomb. My soul lent me strength, my will lent me courage. My spirit carried my flesh, my feet carried me to the tomb. My eyes have seen the empty tomb. My ears have heard the miraculous of all wonders and mysteries. My Lord is risen. He has the victory. He has gone before me. My Lord is Abba. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McClary. Do give it a like, give it a share and let your friends know all about it. We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb.